God spoke to him in a vision and saying that uh, you're going to have someone come to you who's going to tell you what you need to know. And so here Peter, he gets this uh, vision. It says he fell into a trance, but what that really means is that God is, is beginning to get him to the point where he can understand some revelation knowledge that he's going to have. And so he gets to the point that he's going to go to this uh, Gentile. And uh, Peter got so excited, he just jumps up and goes right away. No, verse 16 said it took him three times before he ever got up. And so he finally gets off to the point that he comes to Cornelius' house, and Cornelius explains to him what he received from the Lord. And now Peter is beginning now to tell Cornelius what is on his heart, that God's put to tell Cornelius what everything is all about, about Jesus. Because in verse 33, it says that, uh, talking about Cornelius' household, that they were all present before God to hear all the things commanded you. Commanded to Peter. He was speaking to Peter. They're all ready to hear what Peter's going to say. Now, that would be nice to have a church like that. <laughs> I do. I do. They 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 want to hear, um, and they and they take it, and it, it's affecting their lives. It's it's bringing things into their life that they never expected before. So, uh, but a lot of churches that I've served, you know, there were some people in there just didn't want to hear it at all. But everybody was in the household of Cornelius. They wanted to hear. Ready. Set on ready. Tell us, Peter, what you're going to say. So here we go in verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Now that may be, <laughs> why in the world would you want to say like that? How are you going to speak unless you open your mouth? That, you know, he, Peter, that's just a funny saying to me. Peter opened his mouth and said, well, why didn't he just go and say, Peter said? <laughs> I mean, how is you going to speak unless you open your mouth? God, well, I don't know why God put it that way. But anyway, here we go. I, that's one thing I might ask him when I get there. And he said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. Uh, see, Peter had this revelation already as he was coming to Cornelius' house, this revelation about, uh, listen, uh, I've, I've laid hold of the fact that God doesn't show partiality at all. Because uh, over in uh, verse uh, 15, back in verse 15, the voice spoke to uh, Peter again, what God has cleansed, uh, you must not call common. So, all right, all right, uh, so he don't show partiality. Uh, verse 28, uh, God has shown me that I should not call any man common. That's what he's telling Cornelius. All right, he got to grab hold of that fact. And then verse uh, 35, it says, In every nation who fears God. So everybody, he's, he's, this is for everybody. We've got to realize that the gospel is just not for a select few. It's for everybody. It's, it's just not for the uh, people in the United States of America 
who theoretically are churchgoers and Christians. No, it's for everybody in every country. And that's important to know because, you see, people don't understand what Christ is all about and it needs to be spread throughout the world. So here, he, he finds there's no partiality. What does that mean? God doesn't play favorites. There's no favor. Everybody is the same. That's what I wish with this country in the United States would find out, that everybody is the same in God's eyes. There's no race division whatsoever. None. Everybody is a favorite of God and wants to be, God wants everybody saved. There's no discrimination. That's what partiality is. Uh, none of that. Uh, there's no treating a person, one person better than the other. Yeah, why can't I think I'll just make a statement of partiality on the news? Yeah, maybe they grab hold of that. Treating uh, society makes distinctions among people, but God's love and grace doesn't. It's available to everybody. So Peter grabs hold of that fact. It took him three times that God had to get hold of him and, and drill it into him, but he finally got hold of the fact. Everybody needs the gospel. So here he goes. He's in Cornelius' house, and he's sharing, starting with verse 35, we go. He says, And every nation, whoever fears him, fears God. Oh, God might get me. Uh, yeah, that's part of it, maybe a dread of what God might do. But it's also a reverence and fear and honor and praise of God. Hallelujah for all those who... Worship Him and want to honor Him. Jesus, in every nation, whoever fears Him and works righteousness. Oh, you mean i got to do things right all the time? And I got No, that's not what the works are. You see, I had looked that up. That didn't make sense to me because I know that I'm not working out my salvation because it's already prepared for me. I'm not working out the fact that I stand right with God because... Jesus took my sins and made me right with my Father. So what does that works mean? It means I'm committed totally to. I'm committed totally to righteousness. I'm committed totally to the fact that I am walking right with my Heavenly Father. To those who fear God and to those who maybe want to walk right before God is accepted by Him. Hmm. Everybody is accepted by God. Yeah. Well, at least that's what the... Oh, that's right. Ephesians chapter 1 says... Remember over there? I'll turn it over there. Ephesians chapter 1. Well, we're going to get there. Ephesians chapter 1. It says in, in uh, verse 4, Just as He chose us before the foundations of the world. Wow. In verse 6 it says, To the praise of the glory of His grace by which He made us accepted. He, in Christ Jesus, has made us accepted. I had a hard time with that growing up as a, as a kid, to be accepted. I wanted to do what everybody else was doing. I wanted to get into the activities. I went off to college 
and I want it to be accepted. Therefore, I join the fraternity. I want to do what they're doing. I'm going to be accepted. I get to the parties. I do all this drinking. I have all these wild things going on because I want to be accepted. And then I got saved and found that I was already accepted. I didn't have to. I mean, God accepted me before the foundation of the world. He chose me. Well, don't ever help someone to get to know that today. That they could walk up to him and say, listen, you don't have to do things right. You just have to know that you're accepted by God just as you are. What? Yeah. So that's what he's saying. I'm accepted. We're accepted. Cornelius had to know that he was accepted by God, a Gentile. Everybody is accepted by God. Well, then it goes on in verse 36. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, Peter now still preaching up a storm here, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Preaching peace. Well, we know what that is. It's a state of rest and quietness in your innermost being to where you don't have to worry. You don't have to get upset. You don't have to be excited about what's happening. Um, you can just get excited about God, but nothing else. But you're just a state of rest. Remember Jesus said, if you listen, I want you to come to me. If you're in, uh, uh, working hard, you're in labor and all of this stuff, and you're working things out, trying to get things solved for yourself, I want you to come to me and I'll give you rest. And that's what Peter's trying to tell Cornelius. Listen, uh, you may be seeking the Lord and you may be trying to do the right things, but all you have to do is come and He'll give you rest. He'll give you peace. Whew. Boy, that takes a burden off right there. Uh, so He is Lord of all that the Word you know. Oh, that Word there again. Uh, yeah, that Word is the spoken Word. The spoken Word of God. That spoken Word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee through the baptism which John preached. It was already been proclaimed. You know, I was wondering how this Cornelius, a centurion, a devout man, feared God with all his household. How in the world did he do that? Well, it says right here that the spoken word was proclaimed throughout all the region. He's bound to heard it. But he's wondering, how can, how can I get this for me personally? How can I take it in for me? That's what John Wesley came to that realization at Aldersgate. He knew that, oh yeah, he died for all, but now he died for me. And Cornelius was trying to get that same revelation for him and his household that, yeah, I hear this about Jesus. It's proclaimed about Jesus. Now, how can I get it? Well, that's when God set it all up for him, didn't it? He spoke to Cornelius and said, Listen, someone's coming, going to tell you. He got hold of Peter. Now you go, and now here's the 
divine appointment that God has set up for Cornelius and his household to know that he's accepted. It's all going to come to pass in his life what he's looking for. Are you looking for something in your life? Well, pray. Pray like Cornelius. Reach out to God. And, and God will set up, I believe, a divine appointment for you. He'll send someone to you. He may get an email. You may be watching this because God's going to speak to you even now. But some way, you need to know the reality of what God has for you and who you are in Christ Jesus. That's what Cornelius was trying to find out. Well, here goes Peter. Because uh, Peter loves to talk. You know that. <laughs> yeah, he, he talks so much he always got in trouble. Uh, come on, Jesus, let's just call down and, and wipe out these people, you know, and, and, you know, get them, get them away from here. Uh, we want to get these Samaritans, you know, get them, <laughs> just wipe them out. Come on. He gets you in trouble. He gets you in trouble when he denied him three times. Peter just loved to talk. And so I, I believe that's one reason um, God got hold of Peter, to be a, a spokesman for him. Well, that's my assumption. Let's go on. Verse 38. Had God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. How in the world could this man go about doing good to all people? Well, Psalm 86 will tell us. Song 86. Uh, that's before Proverbs in the front. Yeah, that's right. Song 86 and verse 5. Well, that's, that's, that, 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 that's not what I want. Frank, you done messed up again. Well, it says, For you, you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and the abundant and mercy and in all who call upon you. Yeah, God is good. So what can God do when He does things? He does all good. So that's what He's telling him. He's, Jesus went about doing good. That's the only thing Jesus knew how to do. You see, what Peter is telling Cornelius is what we already learned out of Luke, right? Yeah. Remember in Luke chapter 4, Jesus opened up the Scriptures and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover a sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So that's what Peter had inside of him. Well, how did that come to pass? The Holy Spirit put it there. He found he knew from following Jesus that that's what Jesus was all about. Anointed with power. Power from on high. That dynamite power. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. It's going to explode. <laughs> I like that word. 
dynamos. Isn't that way you pronounce it? Uh, something like that. It's the dynamite power. See, it, it gets the power comes and explodes. It just, uh, woo, mm, just gets all in you, just wipes out everything else and brings forth the life. So he was anointed with that power to doing good and healing some people who were oppressed. Oh, that's that word all in there, isn't it? All. I like that word. He doesn't leave anybody out. All they were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. You see, everywhere he went, uh, I, I'm studying that again, uh, the healing of Jesus in, in the Gospels. And I'm finding out that, I'm going to say 99.9%, no, it's at least 90% of the time right now that I see that Jesus healed those whom were brought to him, who came to him. They came to him. He didn't have to go to them. They came to him and to be set free of the, of the devil, just to be set free of their sickness. And that's what Jesus would do. That's what we have to do. Don't expect Jesus to come up and knock on your door and say, I want to come in and have a healing ceremony. No, we're going to come to him. And in doing so, he sees the faith that's taking place. So that's what's taking place with Jesus and his ministry, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And then here we go with, with Peter. And we are witnesses ah, of all these things. We, we saw it with our own eyes. Tell me, uh, what can you share with people? Well, I remember uh, uh, John uh, Dunn teaching on... Uh, and I remember Rick teaching about, uh, and uh, yeah, I remember that uh, that Frank Appel guy. He he was te- and that Betty, yeah, he was. No. What do you know? What have you experienced? What have you seen? You can witness to what you have experienced personally in your life. That's what Peter was saying. We're witnesses. We've seen it happen. We heard him personally speak we know it to be true now that's the only thing don't try to make up some witness that's going to sound good I know I went through uh, an evangelistic course uh, well wasn't it at school it was uh, evangelism explosion type course it would tell you all the different steps to go through in order to witness to somebody and that may be good to start out with but it's not where God really wants you to be. All you got to do is open your mouth and share what you know is inside of you already. That's what Peter was doing. He didn't have a script. He didn't have what uh, sometimes I have, you know, teaching. You know, here's my outline. Uh, I'm going to tell you, Cornelius, these are the steps you need to do here. No, he didn't have that all written out. Uh, just like... Uh, I don't have it all written out today. Why? Because uh, John called me early this morning. No, <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm trusting in the Holy Spirit to bear witness of what I know, what's inside of me. Why do I get caught up into trying to, even though God does, God does tell me things, and I write them down. But I, I, I'm free here to be able to share what I've witnessed. And that's what Peter's doing. 
I have witnessed this of all the things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Uh, well, I would uh, ha- I would say that I was there, but I, I didn't uh, want to be associated with Jesus at that time. But uh, that's what the Jews did. They hung him on a tree. Him, God raised up on the third day and showed him openly. I know, because I was there. I was in the upper room when he walked through the door. Yeah, I mean through the door. He didn't open it up. He came through the door, and I was there, and he showed himself to us. He still had the nail prints, and uh, everything was there where he'd been hanging on that tree. Oh, golly, I don't know, but I, I saw all of that. You know, when you see Jesus, it makes an impression on your life. And you, you're you going to share. And I guarantee you, when you are sharing and witnessing just like Peter, the Holy Spirit takes over. Because it's not a planned speech. He's not planning this now. He, he may have thought like I did coming here uh, to record this. Well, maybe I could say something else. No, I didn't do that. I prayed in the Spirit. And that's that's what got me set. And I, I can believe Peter going to Cornelius' house praying in the Spirit. I mean, you know, I don't know what I'm going to say, but Holy Spirit, I'm going to depend on you. We're going to get this done. Uh, you've called me, and this is my assignment. Um, I was uh, reluctant at first, but I'm in it now. And we're going to get this message out to Cornelius and his household. And Holy Spirit, I'm depending on you. That's what I tell the Holy Spirit every single time I go preach or teach. I depend on you, Holy Spirit. I don't take that for granted. And I don't believe Peter is here either. If if you're going to share something, depend on Holy Spirit to do it. Open your mouth and he'll fill it. So here he's doing it. He's witnessing. God raised him on the third day and I've seen him. I know it to be true. Not to all people, but to witnesses chosen by before by God. He didn't he didn't show himself. He didn't come out and say, Okay, I'm here now. He will one day. But he did it to the special chosen ones that he wanted to reveal himself so that they could be instruments of God to go and to share the gospel. Hallelujah. Now so he he showed even to us who are who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. Remember in John chapter twenty one, yeah. Remember they were out fishing, <laughs> and they couldn't catch anything. And Jesus said, "Why don't you try over there?" Uh, and they did. They caught a boatload of fish, you know. And then Peter's like, "Oh, that's Jesus!" And he started out, "God going to get there." And and you remember Jesus. He already had fish cooking. He had already had breakfast ready for him, And they sat down and ate with Jesus. So that's what Peter is sharing. Listen, he was still, well, we could recognize him. He was still uh, acting as a human being, even though he was resurrected from the dead and had a resurrected body. He was still able to eat with us. And he, we had fellowship with him. And then he said, 
Now, he commanded us to, to preach to the people and to testify that this, that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. Yeah, that's what he told us. Remember that as recorded? Yeah, we're going to go back over there in Matthew chapter 28. Oh, yeah. Well, Matthew chapter 28. That's not that's that's Mark, isn't it? Yeah. Matthew chapter twenty-eight. Remember what he uh, Jesus came, verse eighteen, and spoke to them, saying, "All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth." Well, if all authority has been given to him, where's that authority now? <laughs> inside of me, inside of you. Yeah, all authority, because he, he, he's commanding us to preach and testify. That's what Peter said. So what is he commanding us to do? Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Isn't that what it said up here in verse 35? But in every nation who fears the Lord and works righteousness is accepted by him. See, he's already told them to go to all nations. But they still had the mindset, we're just going to the Jews. And But he said, go to all nations, make disciples of them, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Amen. So that's what he, oh, that's what he told us to do. And that's what I'm here to that's what I'm here to do, Cornelius. He commanded me to come here, and I didn't realize that until I got a, a vision. I got a, a, a knock upside the head, so to speak. It woke me up to the fact that I'm to do this. And um, he commanded us to come and to share the gospel, to testify of Jesus, that he's going to judge us all. He's the ultimate judge. One day we'll stand before him, and he's going to judge us. But praise the Lord, our Father's going to. What's Jesus going to do? He's going to be there for me. He's my lawyer. <laughs> and guess what? I didn't have to pay him. Uh, he's free. <laughs> he's my advocate. He's going to stand there. And and he's going to tell my father, well, listen, uh, this guy's okay. This woman's okay. Don't worry about it. Let him in. Whoa, praise the Lord. Well, he's going to testify of all that. And verse 43, to him all prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. The prophets testified of that. You've probably heard of that through the, the witnessing and the teaching that's been going on in your area. You may have heard they gave references from prophets. and But through the name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. Ah, Cornelius, you know what that means, don't you? No. What does that mean? Remission of sins. Well, um, Peter didn't exactly do this, but I'm going to go over to Hebrews. Chapter 9, Hebrews chapter 9. They're going to explain what this remission is all about. Hebrews chapter 9, 
and verse 22. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood, and without shedding of the blood there is no remission. You see, uh, Cornelius, on the cross, Jesus shed His blood for us. And in Him, we will receive remission of sins because of the blood. Now, what does that remission mean? It means that every sin that I've committed is sent away. Hmm. Oh, hallelujah. It means I'm released from the bondage of all sin. Yeah. I... I am I am not imprisoned to this any longer. It, I am uh, totally forgiven. I every all judgment for my sins has been canceled. Hallelujah! I owe nothing. The debt's been paid for every one of my sins. That's what remission of sins means, Cornelius. You got to know that. You gotta know that it's all done because of Jesus. Now, Cornelius, we're gonna pray, and someone else is maybe gonna continue with this, and it's important. But we're gonna pray, and and we're gonna see that all this is taking place. Now, someone else is gonna come and teach on the remaining of this chapter, but I wanted to lay the the foundation for what has taken place. Because you see, Cornelius is now the, the word of truth is beginning to come in and to bring light into them. Now I want to pray for the word of truth to bring light into your situation, into your life right now. Father, I thank you for the word of truth to come into every life that's listening and hearing what you're saying to them right now. To know that there is remission of sin, that sin no longer has bondage over you. Every sin has been canceled out. Every debt's been paid for that sin. You've already been judged for that sin. In the name of Jesus, you are set free. You are set free. And I want you to celebrate today that I am free of all sin. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. God's mercy so amazes me. Oh, God's mercy so amazes me. To every generation, He gives the joy of His salvation. Oh, God's mercy so amazes me. As I watch 